everyone welcome back to wine interrupted with heather noel and and tammy Woohoo. oh it's going man i mean i'm i'm in i'm a couple deep right now how about you oh i'm four glasses deep and a shot of whiskey <laughs> you're becoming a whiskey girl i like it i am i am um you know taking a little bit of a, a break from shitty cheap wine <laughs> and um yeah moving on to the knob whiskey knobs it's all about but the it's knobs red wine will always be my first love even though i dabble in other libations ah single and attached um i think it's interesting to find out all the myriad of differences involved when you deal with how to give and receive love with your partner so you, there's this quiz online and you can find it at the number five and then lovelanguages.com Mm -hmm. And you'll see, um, I don't know, you want to take us through the different kinds of love languages? Sure. So there are five different love languages on how we like to give and receive love. And um, no, in no particular order, time spent, mm -hmm. physical touch, words of affirmation, service to others, or through service, and then gift giving. Yeah. Knowing, like, how you, like like to receive love uh -huh. and give love just like heightens our own self-awareness. Yeah. I mean, our introspection as well as, you know, learning mm -hmm. how to, you know, communicate effectively and be a good partner. Um, I think it, it can only, it can only add to a relationship, um, especially to make, make your partner feel loved and also to make sure you feel loved. And a lot of the times, um, as we'll find out when we dig into it, that, you know, I think it's really interesting that the way that you want to receive love is could be different than the way that you show love, which I mean, mm -hmm. which is sort of mind blowing because it's like, well, if you if if the vernacular for love for you is somebody giving you gifts, but the way that you prefer to show love is through physical touch. It's just weird that how that wherever what gets lost in translation. I'm curious about that. And maybe you could help us out there from a psychology and therapy point of view. Is this also something that's from our formative years? Is this, you know, come from the parents? Gosh, you know what? Everything's from our formative years. <laughs> Everything just builds on that and mm -hmm. how, and you know what? I haven't like really dug into the research on that, on how, you know, we, we develop our love language, mm. but, um, I mean, I would definitely say, yes, it comes from our attachment and, um, formative years and how we were shown love and when we felt most loved Yeah, <laughs> to carry on into adulthood. Yeah. It's interesting. But I'm curious, Heather, what is your love language? How do you show love? You know, okay. Well, here's the thing. 
see, this is what I, okay. So for me, I believe, well, I, you know, I've probably done all I've probably, depending on the relationship, I've probably have used obviously a combination of all five, but, mm-hmm. um, I, it, my quiz results came back saying that I'm 37% acts of service, 27% quality time. So pretty much those are my two heavy hitters and 17% receiving gifts, 13% words of affirmation and 7% physical touch. Apparently I'm cold and clammy. No, I mean, it's like, you know, it's a little shocking. It's like, you know, you know, where it's like you go through the quiz and it's making you choose between like hanging out with somebody doing nothing or a hug and I'm like well I'd rather hang out with somebody (laughs) a hug's over just like that so I have a lot of questions for the questions (laughs) you know but um what about you me you know it's I've taken the quiz it's been a long time since I've taken the quiz but I know just from taking it and um my own self-awareness that my number one is physical touch I love physical intimacy. I love giving hugs. I, I, I just, yeah, I just want to put my arms around everybody I care about. (laughs) And my second one is words of affirmation. I kind of have like verbal diarrhea when it comes to my emotions. (laughs) In a good way. Yeah. No, because then, yeah. Yeah, because then your partner knows exactly where you're at. There's no mystery. There's no vague. There's no trying to crack a shell. Like you are like, here you are. And probably like, here's the handbook. Like, here's how to read me. Here's what I want. You know, you're very clear about that. I think, especially with those, with, you know, the physical touch and words of affirmation. And I think there's no getting around if Tammy likes you. <laughs> and, it, and I mean, it's not like limited to romantic relationships. It's yeah. any relationship or friendship. Like yeah. I, I tell people how I feel about them in a positive way, you know, positively I love that. all the time. But I, I'm not, I mean, in a positive sense, I'm not somebody to tell somebody the negative feelings I have for them. But sure. Um, well, is yeah. maybe is there a way that you're able to be constructive without hurting somebody? I mean, I, I see that you definitely are somebody that's not ever going to hurt somebody's feelings and you're very careful, Absolutely. careful with Absolutely. how you choose and considerate with how you choose your words. But, um, you know, if there's an issue, I will tell somebody in the most kind, loving way. I love that. Oh, that makes you an absolute fucking gem. Of a oh, thank you. Oh my it's gosh, true. that was an awesome word of affirmation. <laughs> I feel it. Am I turning you on? <laughs> no, it just got like all the warm and fuzzy feelings in my heart. Ooh, are you sunburnt or just happy to see me? <laughs> oh, I what? am a lobster today. It was weird though. Like, you know, I had, I actually had that, um, that question going through this because I know like some of the other quizzes we've taken, um, with our other, uh, our recent podcast, what was it about? Oh, um, attachment styles is mm-hmm. about like, basically those questions that we answered were specifically with a romantic partner in mind. And so when I took the quiz today, I took this quiz with my specific partner in mind. Now I was, I wasn't sure if I should have sort of broadened it and been like how I act with my friends, with my loved ones with my family, like, um, yeah, maybe it, maybe I should have broadened it, but I literally, like there were moments where I was like, well, I'd probably do this with my friends, but I do this with my partner. Uh, And I took it, it's pretty much 
broad. I mean, of course, like in romantic relationships, you're going to be more physically intimate and, you know, there's going to be a different level of that. Right, right, right. Off the board. Um, I also wonder too, like, I think this test is geared towards like American or Euro culture. Sure. Sure. I'm sure it really, really differs between cultures because oh, yeah. honestly, um, growing up in England and in Britain, you don't hug your friends. <laughs> Wait, there's no I like, mean, blah, blah. I know it's French to kiss on the cheeks, but there's, it didn't, right. it didn't go over the channel. It didn't go through the channel. There's no, no. And you know, it might've changed since like, I mean, gosh, I've lived in the United States for 30 years, <laughs> over 30 years, gosh, dating myself. But, um, I mean, it just isn't something you do throw your arms around people. Right. Or is it reserved for like family or really close friends? Gotcha. You cold English broad. Right. Right. So I'm kind of like, I deviated from that. Yeah. And that, and that's where I'm like, you know, using my microscope on you, like, and I'm like wondering if that was like a direct result of having been born in that culture. And then like, you felt like that wasn't you. And then when you got to the United States, your number one is like physical touch and words, words of affirmation. Yes, I guess I was a repressed physical toucher affirmation person. (laughs) Amen. So if, if, well, if we can delve in this a little bit and we can be broad if needed, um, do you think that's, Mm -hmm. was that mimicking your styles of how you were raised or is that in one eight? I don't know. Like from my parents and grandparents, I love hugs. I think that's all something I've always. Are they very huggy? Um, my immediate family, yes. Oh, okay. With each other, but not outside of the family. Okay. Oh, that's that good. That's good. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's great that we live in a culture that we can express our, um, not so much like romantic love, but mm-hmm. any type of love that way. Giving somebody a hug. They're having a bad day. Yeah. No, I, no, it's nice. It's nice. I remember hugs. <laughs> we we can't hugs right now we can't hug well at least we can't over here because it's very it's like a hot zone so yeah we're not coronavirus has really really dampened my love language damn it is there any alternatives that you have or anything like are you my dad comes at me like this (laughs) (laughs) elbows with his elbows blazing yeah i've had like you know people give me elbow bumps that yeah, seems to be a thing. it's not the same. I want to be wrapped up in a big plastic condom and like <laughs> grab someone and hug oh, them. Shoot, you might be onto something. You could probably market Ooh, that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Or you know, like through through like clothesline sheets on the line, like you can hug your parents. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. I, I feel like physical touch is going to be such a commodity once we get out of this. Yeah, with words of affirmation. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just find like a lot of value and always telling people how I feel about him. I love that. And it's like, especially coming from you who like, there is no question in my mind that you're being genuine with what you say. Like mm-hmm. there's like, I a, a thousand percent believe you times a zillion. Like you're very genuine. You're honest, you're truthful. And I can tell, even if you like, don't want to say something, I can t- like, you're somebody that I could tell just by looking at you. Like, all right, Tammy, just give it to me straight. And then you will like, 
so you're not mm-hmm. you're not somebody who's manipulative or who's gonna lie or you're that's just not you so I would like you know appreciate that coming from you because like I would I would believe it but like most that's where I have a hard time with yes I like affirmation but most of the time I don't believe it or trust it so because I, I, I obviously I'm in Hollywood like how can you tell me more about that yeah I think maybe like I mean I don't know I think maybe just because I mean not I'm no victim. I mean, we've all been lied to. We've all been in bad situations or bad relationships, but, and also maybe working in Hollywood. I just feel like it's a big, it's a big, uh, kiss ass. Like you don't like people can smile to your face and talk shit about you behind your back. Like it's just the nature of the, and I guess that can happen anywhere. You know, it's the nature of the beast. And so therefore I'm always like, Holy crap. I always take things with a grain of salt. And so like, that's, that's why I think when, like, that's why if somebody is like, if somebody's coming out at me with lots of affirmation and I don't Mm -hmm. know them, I'm not going to believe it. Like, I'll just, you know, I'll believe it if, if like it comes with time, it comes with time. When I, and honestly, not everybody's comfortable with receiving that. That's true. That's very true. And the physical touch. Yeah. And that's I mean, all dependent. And and that's, that's all dependent. And that's me. That that's definitely how I was raised. You know, it's not like, I definitely felt, I felt it. I was definitely loved, you know, I felt it, but like, it wasn't something that was said a lot. And, um, you know, and also words of affirmation were not said that much either. So, but I also knew, like, I knew that they loved me and I knew that they were proud of me. But, like, I also feel like it's a very cultural thing, too. Like, Mm -hmm. Hungarians, like, you know, my grandparents, you know, my mom's side and everything were just that, they're very stoic. They're they're not very, like, everything's concealed for a reason. I mean, it's, like, all for a reason. And it's, but, but, like, if they love you, they're going to feed you. (laughs) And it's, like, you know, and you're, like, you know, you're, you're one of their, their brood and they, you know, and you could feel that love like more than anything else, but they're not going to be like kissing your ass. They're not going to be like telling you that you're the best person in the world. So that's why it's like, I think that's why now it's like, I don't necessarily need to hear that all the time because most of the time I'm like, do I believe you? You know, it's like, it's, I don't even want to have to do that dance. So I would rather, you know, I would rather somebody show me their love in other ways. So clearly, as my quiz results prove, what about you? You were talking about that, like you said, feeding somebody. Oh, totally. That should be a sixth one. Because honestly, wow. Yeah. Maybe we're on something. It's very, yeah. People that show their love by, and and it's also a cultural thing too, by feeding them. Absolutely. Were your, is that your heritage? Yes. Well, I know um, in England, when somebody comes in, you uh, offer them a cup of tea or something to eat or something. And I know like the Turkish culture too. Same. Um, I had some really good friends that were missionaries in Turkey and they had food prepared all the time for when people come over. It was a form of respect. Yes. To offer them food. Yeah. 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 My mom, like, my mom will feed you to the gills, like, you know, and that it's like, oh my God, if, if there's people coming over, friends, doesn't even matter, like family, my brother, me, like, that is one thing that is going to, like, it's going to be a feeding frenzy. And like, yeah, it's, it's just crazy, you know. Feeding and, is just a very nurturing thing too. It's nurturing and also like, you know, I, I mean, 
it's so it's it's a little more complex than just heritage and ethnicity because you know it's like Mm -hmm. my grandparents grew up in the great depression and so there was a lot of times where they went without food or they like there's actual starvation like their family had you know a huge fam my grandpa was the oldest of a large family and he had to like quit he had to quit school at eighth grade and go to work and support his family but like they like dug up like oranges that like the the, you know, their next door neighbors had gotten rid of because they were not perfect. And like to feed this, like, so it's like, I just remember that, you know, like they went so much, they went so long without having food that it's like a form of like love because and now then, there is abundance and now they can afford it. And that is the first thing my grandpa would say when I would walk in the door, like after like years have gone by, I haven't seen him. I'd walk in the door. He's like, what are you going to eat? What are you going to eat? What are we going to get you to eat? Where are we going to like, and it would be like immediately cause I'm, I'm vegetarian or, you know, I'm the picky one. So it's now it's now we got to go on a mission to go get Heather some food. Like, you know, cause what they had in the house is like, you know, it was like, but, it, but that was like the, that was it. That was the focus. So I'm sorry for going off on a tangent, but yeah, but no, that's, but the, I think that's very interesting. I think that, you know, maybe that should be, an additional love language, the sixth one. Definitely. Definitely. Except I'm, I don't know if I do that. <laughs> I, I maybe cause I have such weird food. I would never force it upon anyone, but I guess, I guess when people come over the, and I don't really cook, but I will always have like, I mean, JP, some of my friends make fun of me for my, you know, I will have a ne- never ending ending supply of endless Trader Joe's appetizers. <laughs> just you know for days like and I will here you go like that's my love language Trader Joe's apps (laughs) there you go but um and so okay so what about the other half of the conversation which is if that's the love language that you need so what is the love language that you do you also so you sound like somebody who also shows your love language and time spent. Okay. Do you speak to him in his love language or do you show him yours or? Oh, I show him both, but no, I'm like naturally a, a physical touch and words of affirmation. Yeah. But I think how he likes to receive is probably physical touch too, but like, you know, time spent and he shows me by acts of service. Oh, that's nice. So he speaks to you with your, with his, mm-hmm. does he, does he cross breed and come over and, and try out the words of affirmation or have you asked him to, or how? I have. Um, is I'm, it easy I'm for so him? Direct. I'm like, I'm having a bad day. Please tell me something nice. Oh, that's cool. So you kind of spell it out. Like it I'm feeling really down on myself. Yeah. I do that all the time. Oh, that's cool. And he will. Or I need a hug. I'm pretty good about asking for what I need. That's great. That's great. See, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten better, but like I usually like I, I hate asking anyone for anything. And so I'm kinda like, well, maybe if uh if I make hints, if I drop hints, but that's not that's not I, I'm learning as people don't take oh. hints. <laughs> that's not a you know, depending on the person, they're depending on the person. Yeah, husband, but other people, I will drop hints mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, 
um, that I know better and more direct with. Yeah. Like, I need this. So, yeah. I just think it's really just when you're in a relationship, um, there's a lot of value in knowing your love language on how you like to receive love and knowing how your partner likes to receive love. Yeah, definitely. I think everybody should take the quiz, especially with somebody they're they're with or dating or married to or whatever. Just, just to have, like, you know... Because it's like people could literally be talking different languages to each other and then you think you're not, you're being neglected or whatever, mm-hmm. but then somebody's just speaking to you with their own language. And if you look, or, go, yeah, you have that expectation and you know what you need and you're expecting it, but you know, the other person doesn't know <laughs> that's what you want. Yeah. And I think there's, can cause a lot of conflict there with that miscommunication expecting something that the other person doesn't know you need or you want yeah yeah you're like they should just intuit my needs Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's cool I mean it's great research I mean and and you and I both took the anger quiz today so if you go on the website there's anger languages of anger and then there's languages which I thought was interesting languages of apology did you see? Oh, I didn't take that one. You should take, maybe we should take that one right now. <laughs> Let's do it. Pull that bitch up. All right. Your spouse failed to acknowledge your wedding anniversary. If you are not married, assume you are in this scenario. He or she should say, I can't believe I forgot. You and our marriage are so important to me. I am so sorry. B, there is no excuse for me forgetting. What was I thinking? C, what can I do to prove my love to you? D, you can bet I won't forget next year. I'm going to circle the date on my calendar. Or E, I know you are hurt, but can you ever forgive me? Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm taking a Cosmo quiz. This is <laughs> it is. Um, I'm a solid A. Solid A. Mm-hmm. Your, mother kn- your mother knows how you felt about a matter, and knowingly she went against your wishes. She should say... A, if I had only thought about what I was doing, I would have realized it was wrong. B, what can I do to regain your respect? C, I won't take your feelings for granted in the future. D, will you get, please give me another chance? Or E, I knew how you felt but went against your wishes anyway. I wish I had not done that. E. Oh. E very honest. Yeah. How about you? What's your choice? Oh, crap. Um, I already, uh, for me, it's all about taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. So that, that yeah. Okay. So it's as long as somebody, like, not just blows smoke up my ass, but actually realizes and it resonates with them what they did and how it hurt me and why. I can move on like that. But they got to they gotta do that first. You were in a crisis and needed help, but your friend ignored your need. He or she should say, A. Saying I'm sorry doesn't feel like it is enough. What more can I say to do to mend your friendship, our friendship? B, I realize that I could have been more to help, more help to you, and I promise that I'll do everything I can to help you if you are ever in trouble again. C, I am sincerely sorry and ask you to forgive me. D, I should have been there for you. I'm so sorry I let you down. And E, I let you down when you needed me the most. I made a terrible mistake. Your sister or brother made an insensitive remark about you. He or she should say, well, I, A, well, I will, 
likely say wrong things again in the future. What I've learned from this experience will help me avoid hurting you with insensitive comments. B. I blew it. Can you forgive me? C. That was so thoughtless of me. I wish I had been more considerate of your feelings. D. I know what I said was wrong and that I hurt your feelings. E. Would you allow me to retract what I said? I would like a chance to restore your reputation. B. Your spouse lashed out in anger against you when you had done no apparent wrong. He should say, A, I am truly sorry for yelling at you. I hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive you. Forgive me. B, I wish I had not hurt you by yelling at you. I feel so bad for how I treated, treated you. C, I was angry, but I had no right to speak to you that way. You did not deserve that. D, what can I do to say or do or say to make things right between you and me? E, I'm afraid that I'll do this again, and I don't want to. Help me think of ways to avoid blowing up like this in the future. Oh, shoot. It's like a tie between B and C. I know. So I will go with B. I wish I'd not hurt you by yelling at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your brother learned that he had previously been wrong about a significant point of con- conflict between the two of you. He should say, A, I apologize. Will you please forgive me? B, I am upset with myself over how I handled our disagreement. My behavior threatened our relationship, and that scares me. I regret the way I acted. C, I admit that I was wrong. If I had only known then what I know now, I could have saved us a lot of heartache. D, what can I do to mend our relationship? I feel like I need to do or say something to restore your respect for me. And E, if we disagree over an issue in the future, I plan on gathering up all the facts before I make any judgments. That may save us from unnecessarily arguing. B. A friend's child broke one of your prized possessions while visiting in your home. Your friend should say, A. I know this was one of your prized possessions and I feel terrible about what has happened. B. I should have been watching my child more closely. It was my fault for not paying more attention to what was going on. If I had just done a couple of things differently, this would have not happened. C, may I pay you for the special item, So, or purchase, can I purchase it for you somewhere? Is there any way I can replace this? D, I promise that I will be more protective of your possessions in the future and will not allow my child to play in off-limits areas when, you are, when we are in your home. E, you have a right to be upset, but I hope that you can forgive me and remain my friend despite your disappointment. Maybe A? Okay. A team member blamed you with the sole responsibility for the failure of a committee project, although he or she shared a leadership duties of the committee with you. He or she should say, A, there is no excuse for my behavior, and the only way I'm going to feel remotely better is to make this right between us. What do you need me to do or say? B, I'm either going to learn how to treat treat my team members more appropriately, or I'm not going to lead any more committees. I want to grow from this experience. C, please forgive me. I was wrong to blame you, and I hope that you will forgive me. D, I can't believe I blamed you like I did. I really am embarrassed about my behavior, and I'm sorry. E, I had just as much to do with the failure of this project as you or anyone else. I should have admitted my shortcomings. C, I'm so excited. Here we go. It's thinking. It's thinking really hard. Boop, 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 boop. It's interesting. Oh, your apology language personal profile is expressing regret. Your primary apology language is expressing regret. It's the apology language that zeroes in on emotional hurt. It is an admission of guilt and shame for causing pain to another person. For those who listen 
for expressing regret, apologies, a simple I'm sorry is all they look for. There's no need for explanation or payback provided the apology has truly come from the heart. Expressing regret is powerful apology language because it gets right to the point. It doesn't make excuses or attempt to deflect blame. Above all, expressing regret takes ownership of the wrong. For that reason, expressing regret is understood as a sincere commitment to repair and rebuild the relationship. The express, expressing regret apology language speaks most clearly when the person offering the apology reflects sincerity, not only verbally, but also through body language. Unflinching eye contact and a gentle but firm touch are two ways that body language can underscore sincerity. Well done. Yay. I say that's pretty accurate. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. Mine was um, all about taking responsibility shocking yeah and just you know owning up to it and being honest about that like that's you know and like I don't know are you quick to forgive I am me too and I, I I'm only I only huh I don't like to hang on to hate oh I don't I don't either but you know I guess the question is do you forgive and forget and move forward with that person or do you forgive and forget and move on from that person Depending. I mean, if it's repeated, then yeah, then it's time to move on from the person. But everybody makes mistakes. Oh, um, totally. We fall short of each other's expectations. Shit you happens. Know, there's there's <laughs> a lot, a lot of power in having grace for each other. But then there's also a difference between forgiving, and then allowing yourself to be abused. Yeah. Yeah. Not and, so and much physically, the, but just being taken advantage of. Knowing or, the difference too. Yeah. yeah. So it's knowing the difference. Yeah. I feel like a lot could be justified and, you know, life is short. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it? Forgiveness is the, is the fragrance of the flower to the heel that crushes it. Like, <laughs> yeah. But if it's repeated over and over and over again, yeah. then there's a point where you'd be like, okay, I forgive you, but I'm not going to be mm-hmm. a doormat. You know, exactly. Or just I'm not going to allow myself to be treated like that. Be an open door for repetition and, you know, disrespect. So it's knowing the difference. Interesting thoughts. For sure. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. Yeah. I mean, like, so there's a love language, there's an anger language, there's a forgiveness language, apology language. So w- what else do you think there needs to be a language for? Friendship. La- there should be a friendship language. I'm sorry. Friendship language. Friendship language. There we go. But the, I think that would also go under love language too, because yeah. I mean, we love our friends, um, okay. not necessarily romantically, but. Oh, come on. Just admit it. Love. Oh yeah. Maybe sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I a know. wine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> With enough wine, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, um, all right, cool. Well, this has been very informative and, and interesting. Is there anything else you want to add? You know, I just think, like, these quizzes and knowing about our personalities, um, what we do like, what we don't like, just adds to our, our self-awareness. Oh, yeah. It's, it's all tools. It's so important. And, like, being able to accept ourselves. who we are yeah and just sort of marvel at the many varieties of ways of doing things that people have that might differ from yours and just having us be more understanding and tolerant of them and 
of ourselves as well. And, and, um, you know, and just sort of, I guess the more we learn about ourselves, the more we're better equipped to understand each other. I just want to like add a quote from Brene Brown, who's like one of my heroes, but self acceptance before self improvement. Yeah, that yeah, you can't have one without the other. Ourselves before we improve ourselves. Exactly. Amen. Amen, sister. Well, this has been a great topic. Yeah, that's cool. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see what our next one will be. And thanks for everybody for tuning in. Do you have anything obscure, or is just life obscure? Life is just obscure right now. Um, it's pretty much a shit show out there. <laughs> with COVID and everything that comes with it. And so really is uh, just want to radiate my love to everybody. Encourage people. You're doing the best you can. Yeah. Hang in there. Don't give up. Um, the only way through it is the only way over it is through it or whatever that quote is. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I don't know, I I feel like, you know, we've sort of touched a little bit on this, like we've had, I've been having some crazy vivid dreams lately. I know you have too. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if this is like some sort of like, you know, tipping point on, is it our brains getting so bored that they have to invent scenarios? Like, do, are we not challenging them enough? Are we, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm spending a lot of time within my apartment. So my brain is probably very fed up with me. And so it's doing its own thing at night, but I don't know. You, you kind of said something the other day that was interesting where you said something is happening. Like something is definitely like, it is. There's definitely a shift. Things just really seem to be falling apart. We're so divided. I'm like purposely stayed off of social media Mm -hmm. because there's so much nastiness and fighting and, and, you know, people are going to believe differently and that's okay. And let's discuss it like human beings, mm-hmm. not insult and, and fight about it. Yeah. So, um, I think that it's been hard because we are, um, humans need connection mm-hmm. and we're not getting that and doing it over zoom. It's not the same as in person and we're not getting that physical contact. Um, especially for people that are quarantining alone. Yeah, that's got to be like the hardest thing. And my heart goes out to them. And Thank God for animals. That's all I have to say. (laughs) I don't know what I would do without my animals. They're such a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, we had an earthquake last night. It woke woke me up at like four. You know, it's in those it's in those small hours of the morning of those distressing chaotic thoughts that you're just like, just Mm -hmm. happy that they're there. That and so many things that we enjoy doing that we take for granted oh, are no yeah. longer there. Like, we can't go out dancing. Oh, I know. Tell me more about this, this thing you said the other day of, like, dreaming about dancing till dawn. Like, have we ever done that? I think we should. We used to. But Holy I mean, crap. like, full on yeah. go out until dawn. <laughs> and we've done that a few times, but, like, oh, I don't oh, know. Come on. You don't remember our, like, you know, after the bars close at 2 a.m. or the clubs close, going to, like, Taco Bell or Jack in the Box. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. I guess I was more thinking of, like... Continuing the party. A rave or, you know, I remember, like, one time after prom, we went to... Like, I remember you guys went through Taco or Del Taco in the limo, but then we went to the beach. Should we go to the beach afterwards? We did. Yeah. We did. That was the next day. Yeah. 
there's a story there. I decided to do a bikini wax with my underwear on. <laughs> Wait a second. And having to attach my underwear. That's not fair to our... A huge bruise. That's not fair to our viewers and listeners. We need to see. <laughs> oh, no, this is high school. But, yeah, not the brightest moment. You can't be modest while giving yourself a bikini wax. No, oh, no. There's no secrets. There's no secrets. By the way, I love this side ponytail, man. <laughs> I think I rock it. My you totally rock it. I love really, it. I just want to tease it up. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And um, hang tough out there. And take us out, Tam. Okay. Love you guys. Be good to each other. Take care to each other. I, uh, I can't talk. <laughs> take care of each other. And just be decent human beings. Be good humans. Thanks, guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Wine Interrupted with Heather Noel and Tammy. We think, we drink, and then we wink about life's many relationship quandaries. Then we might drink some more. Warning, no matter how hard or awkward, there will be downright real talk ahead. So prepare yourselves. Thanks for joining us at Wine Interrupted.